This is Jacob Emerson with the Becker's Payer Issues Podcast. Here's your bi-weekly industry news briefing for October 23rd. Well, the average American consumer is rating their satisfaction with their health insurance company higher than with hospitals. That's according to the newest release from the American Customer Satisfaction Index. The index scored overall satisfaction with health insurers at 76 out of 100, the highest the industry has ever received. Hospitals were rated at 74 out of 100. Customer satisfaction with hospitals increased from 71 out of 100 in last year, and satisfaction with health insurers increased from 73 last year. According to the index, consumers report much higher levels of satisfaction with outpatient care, which received a score of 81 out of 100. The index is based on interviews with nearly 13,000 customers conducted between October of last year and September of 2023. Well, CMS announced plans back in March to implement Medicare Advantage risk adjustment changes phased in over the next three years, and now Optum is adjusting. CMS maintained the the changes will slightly raise payments, and the average payment will increase 3.3% from 2023 to 2024. Some provider and payer groups have opposed the changes, concerned they would lead to a funding cut within the program. CMS also reported overall average star ratings that dropped slightly for Medicare Advantage plans for 2024 after making changes to its methodology. The star ratings decline will result in CMS bonus pay cuts for some payers. While these changes won't go into effect next year, Optum Health, which is owned by United Health Group, says it's already making adjustments. Optum has more than 4 million members in fully accountable relationships and says it anticipates further growth there. Many of those 2 million patients added to the fully accountable plans in the last two years have serious health challenges and few economic resources. That's according to United Health Group CEO Andrew Woody. On a call with investors earlier this month, Mr. Woody said that this year has been heavily influenced by Medicare Advantage funding changes announced earlier this year. He said, quote, we're very appreciative of the three-year phase-in of the changes, which CMS ultimately decided to make, but obviously those changes are essentially the equivalent to a price cut phased in over three years for the MA program. Mr. Witte said Optum has used the last several months to focus on preparing for the next three years. United Health Group expects to add around 1 million Medicare Advantage members this year in public sector programs. He said 2023 has all for us been about ensuring that we re-engineer our cost base, that we refocus our benefit strategies to those things that matter most to patients, that we strengthen and invest in our ability to manage affordability going forward into the system, and that we're taking full advantage of building the capabilities we already have begun to construct around our consumer engagement, our technology, digital-first capabilities, and ultimately doubling down on our commitment to value-based care. Well, at United Health Group, the Neil DiGrescenzo, who is the former CEO at Change Healthcare, he has departed as CEO of Optum's data and analytics arm after less than a year and has been replaced by Roger Connor, which is United Health Group's Executive Vice President of Enterprise Operations and Services. Change Healthcare, of course, was purchased by Optum last year for $13 billion following an antitrust fight with the Justice Department. Mr. DiCrescenzo was named chief executive at Optum Insight in February of this year and had previously served as CEO of Change Healthcare since 2013. Mr. Connor joined United Health earlier this year to oversee Optum's global operations and enterprise clinical capabilities, along with enterprise quality improvement initiatives. 
In addition to being CEO at Optum Insight, he will continue to serve as Executive Vice President of Enterprise Operations and Services at United Health. Well, BCBS of North Carolina intends to purchase all North Carolina locations of FastMed, a national chain of urgent care clinics. FastMed offers preventive, telehealth, occupational health, primary and urgent care services at clinics across North Carolina, Arizona, Texas, and Florida. In North Carolina specifically, the company operates 55 facilities. Blue Cross and FastMed would collaborate on and invest in ways to further enhance services at the clinics, and short-term plans include returning service operations to pre-pandemic levels. The pending acquisition is expected to close early next year. Blue Cross has been a non-controlling minority investor in FastMed since 2012, and the company would continue to operate independently from Blue Cross. It would also continue to accept all patients, not just Blue Cross members. Well, Olivance Health is expecting to lose around $500 million in revenue in 2025 as a result of declining Medicare Advantage star ratings. That's according to its CEO, Gail Boudreau. The percentage of Olivance Health members enrolled in contracts rated at four stars or higher will decline from 64% this year to 34% next year, according to documents the company filed with the SEC October 13th. In that filing, the company said it was disappointed in aspects of the rating, especially with declines in members' reported satisfaction with access to appointments and care. On October 18th, Ms. Boudreau told investors that the company is investing in its customer service and network access to improve its ratings for 2025. Elevance rolled out a new customer service model for Medicare members in July and is automating and eliminating some prior authorization requirements. Elevance also says it is still planning to complete its acquisition of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana. In September, the two companies said the planned $2.5 billion deal was on hold after Louisiana lawmakers and the state's attorney general expressed concerns about the acquisition, along with a public hearing on the deal being delayed. The state's attorney general, Jeff Landry, now the state's governor-elect, said in September he does not want the sale to proceed until more questions about the deal have been answered and that a new governor and insurance commissioner have taken office. In September, Elevance and Blue Cross Blue Shield said they were hopeful the deal could still close in early 2024. Elevance is working with local regulators to address their concerns. That acquisition must be approved by two-thirds of BCBS's policyholders. And finally, Minneapolis-based Hennepin Healthcare is ending coverage for Wagovi and other injectable weight loss drugs for its employee health plan starting next year. According to the report from the Minneapolis Star Tribune, Hennepin Healthcare's decision stemmed from a $120 million budget shortfall the system is facing next year and a 20% increase in costs for its health plan administered by Medica. David Hilden, who is the chair of the Health Systems Medical Department, told the Star Tribune that they, were, they spent $7 million on one drug. Dr. Hilden told the publication the decision also stemmed from questions around employee adherence to the drugs, he noted that employees taking weight loss drugs are at risk of putting weight back on if they end their regimen. As demand for GLP-1s such as Ozempic and Wagovi continues to surge, payers and self-insured employers have consistently ended coverage for the weight loss medications over the last year. St. Louis-based Ascension dropped coverage for weight loss drugs from its employee health plan in July, and the University of Texas system in Austin ended coverage under its employee and retiree health plans in September citing high costs and low adherence rates. If you'd like the latest health insurance industry news delivered straight to your inbox every morning, subscribe to the Becker's Payer Issues e-newsletter on our website at beckerspayer.com.
www.thinkdigital.com.